There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfs in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to JolieCare at gmail.com. My guests today are Meredith Haggerty and Britt Abitalib of Racked National. Hi, Mary and Britt. Hi. Hey. hey. Um, Britt is Racked's new editor-in-chief, having taken over the site at the beginning of February after a stint at Yahoo. And I'm thrilled to have her here with us today in the studio for her first time on Ask Yay. a Clean Person, the podcast, along with my editor at Racked, Meredith Haggerty. <laughs> Regular listeners will remember Meredith, who is the reports editor at Racked, from previous episodes on subjects ranging from smelly feet to sex toys. Mm-hmm. I do have. I do. This <laughs> <laughs> was just one long episode. Have you ever seen those? Those um, the sex toys in the shape of feet. No. Oh, for foot fetishists. Oh, I mean, yes. that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's kind of sweet. I guess <laughs> it's, it's not just like it's just not like sweet. a like a real doll with its feet cut off. It's not sweet, actually. It's it's they're incredibly disturbing. We'll Do talk they sell about them it. A pair? Or just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I actually don't think they do. I think they come as a single foot. <laughs> Do you think they have like um, like a Barbie with accessories? Like you can buy it socks. You can buy it shoes. You can buy it like toe rings. You can buy it nail polish. <laughs> oh like, my God. I mean, they must. Do they, like, does it endless. come with nail polish on it? I know what I'm going to be googling tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it immediately back to sex toys. Exactly. Well, I actually I do have um, I do have a sex toy update from oh. our last episode. Um, actually, let me let me give that now before we get into what today's topic is. So last time Meredith Meredith was here, we were talking about how to clean and store sex toys. Um, it was our Valentine's Day themed column for Racked <laughs> uh, this year. And we did a companion podcast on it, and it was great and great fun. One of the things that we talked about was all the different kinds of materials that sex toys come in, including materials that are a little uh, unusual mm-hmm. to a layperson who's not uh, educated in all of the ways in which sex toys can be made and all the things they can be made out of. Um, and we stumbled a bit on the notion of uh, wood toys, yes. glass toys, and stone toys. I will say it again, splinters. 
so so two, so two bits of follow up on this. First of all, um, shortly after we did that episode, I was a guest on the New York Magazine Sex Lives podcast, podcast? Uh, which was I love that podcast. I'm a, I'm a faithful listener to it. Maureen O'Connor is one of the hosts. People remember she's frequently a guest on this show. Um, so we we did a little like red red rover red rover thing on the <laughs> podcast, which is great. <clears throat> And they got. They asked me about the sex toy cleaning as well, um, and they all. The one they were all hung up on Meredith was also the wood. It was yeah. so interesting yeah. because I'm. And here's and here's Everyone why. Be. Yes. <laughs> well, here's why I'm not. And I think we explained this on the show. Is that because I've actually felt the toys? Mm-hmm. Um, I as I said on the show, I think I said <laughs> I've given them all hand jobs in the course of the research that I was doing. <laughs> I, you know, I picked them up, I handled them, so on and so forth. You so, can't clean something if you don't touch it. So yeah. So I. So that's why I think I. I feel comfortable with the wood because I've actually felt it. I felt how how smooth it is and how totally unlikely it is to splinter. Um, but the one that that I was hung up on was glass. So we asked Meredith and I asked you know li- listeners if you're out there like t- tell us about why you love these toys. We're just legitimate really legitimately really curious about it. And indeed, a whole bunch of ladies who love glass dildos tweeted at me and there was a it was a very long um chain incredibly nice and they were very and they were very very funny uh they also seemed to like all know one another and i was like is there like a <laughs> a league of glass dildo using ladies out there i want to i want to be club. in the league yeah. <laughs> i think it seems fun so anyway so here's what they said about um why they like them so much they said first of all they, they like the weight of them which makes a lot of sense sure and uh, but are they solid solid glass or are they hollow I believe they're solid. Okay. Oh, I, I the ones I follow would like shatter. Yeah, that yeah. was my that was my thought. Yeah, no, no, no. Year. The ones I've seen are solid. That makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, if they were hollow, I would I would like never recover. Yeah, I'd be so nervous all the time with your muscles. Yeah, yeah. You so, you yeah. Ease up on the kegels. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but one of the things that they said that they really like about the glass toy is that you, they, it allows you to play with temperature. Oh, sure. Um, so that you could heat the glass before, I mean, obviously not like scalding, but before yeah. you used it, if you wanted something um, that felt closer to the temperature of human flesh, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so anyway, there you go. The other thing oh. I learned on, not from listeners, but from being on the Sex Lives podcast was that one of the hosts, I'm not speaking out of turn because she said this on, on a it, podcast, on a podcast yeah. that has aired um, and it wasn't edited out. <clears throat> Is that she has a stone dildo and actually what they, cause remember I was saying, I was like, this just seems cold and I mm-hmm. like can't fathom it. So actually this made total sense to me, especially cause you know, I'm like a witchy woman, mm-hmm. um, that oftentimes they're made out of, um, d- different stones and minerals that have different properties so that allison was saying that someone gave her a rose quartz oh. dildo and that it, and that the properties of rose quartz are are somehow part of the activity you'll be you, you'll be doing with? Is the it dildo. like when you get like a hot stone massage or something? Like that's the stone I picture. <laughs> Maybe I Where think you that, like warm like it crystals. in a fire. It's yeah, like, it's so like crystals. Everyone has exactly. Like in their exactly. Bags. So there you go. So we learned a little bit about um, you know not just that these that toys exist in these materials, but but what the appeal of them is. So there you go. There's my there's my follow up for you. I, fascinating. Um, I, I just keep was, learning. Yeah. I know. That's right. Listen, listen. This is an educational program. Um, I can't believe I thought the glass ones were hollow. Like Meredith, come on. But okay. <laughs> Let's get into this week's topic. Let's get into this. This, yeah. is, this is a so big excited. topic. This is a big topic. Um, 
this topic is based on this week's Outdamn Spot. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be on, fri- on Friday if you want the written version, which is always nice to refer back to. Mm-hmm. And I like this little system here that we've developed of doing the podcast and the, the columns in tandem because I think there are things that you get in the spoken word. There are nuances you get in the spoken word that you don't get in the written word. But the written word is so nice to have as a reference tool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. right. So you're not necessarily really going to go back to listen to a podcast when you don't want to listen the- to us talk about sex toys for ten minutes before you get your red wine advice. <laughs> like I have a spill. I need this I information now. Yeah, exactly. Time is of the essence. <laughs> so as we just said, uh, today's episode is devoted to the topic of red wine stains, and I actually realized something really interesting when I was writing this week's column. Mm-hmm. I have never read- written a dedicated red wine column. That's incredible. How to is me. that even possible? And next. Next week, I will be celebrating the fifth birthday of Ask a Clean Person. Thank God we got it in under the wire. So, I mean, good for Racked. Yes. For getting this one. This is, I mean, this is going to be like... I feel like we might have requested this. You did request it. Oh, yes. And Tiffany Yanetta is waiting for it. Yes. Yes, she told me. Oh, I told her about, well, let's, Um, let's discuss. Okay, good. So, um, so here's the story. I have written a, a, about red wine before, mm-hmm. um, but it's always been, it, you know, in the early Ask a Clean Persons, it used to be that I would run three, three to five questions a column. Sometimes they were related, and sometimes they weren't. So there's been sort of like a red wine question in old columns. I've included it. I did a post a couple of years ago for Deadspin um, about. Like a, it was a pre-Thanksgiving one about how to clean up every possible Thanksgiving mess, including blood. Because oh. <laughs> it was dead spin and I was being funny. Yeah. Um, and I was like, don't stab your relatives. But if you do. Um, and so there was red wine advice. But I've not written just a truly a single column. And now I have. And that'll be unracked on Friday. So now we have the companion. All the information. We have all the information. So now we have the companion podcast. And I am going to start with an anecdote. Yes. This is how I opened <laughs> the racked column. Um, if you're a regular listener or a reader of mine, you probably already know that I am an enormous fan of The Real Housewives on Bravo. I watch virtually all the franchises and very dedicated to them. And recently did an amazing thing for Racked about all of their beauty lines, which oh, if you haven't read that. Talk about a reference. That's oh. something you should have pulled up on your screen. That yeah, was times. Just have it just have it at the ready. I, I can't recall the last time I had more fun researching a topic than that. Actually, I'll tell you the last time I had that much fun researching a topic was when I did the, the long form post on cleaning hockey gear. Uh, which is my, you know, my all time. Those two things go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah. yeah. Natural pair. <laughs> I, I have a, I lead a very curious life. Um, okay. So here, here is my anecdote in, um, an episode of the real housewives of Beverly Hills in season three. If you want to go and watch the episode, it's called Kim knows best. Kim Richards has a nose job and that's why it's called Kim, Kim knows best. The ladies of Beverly Hills are at a dinner party. And they are having cocktails before they sit down for dinner. And one of the friends of the housewives, Marissa Zanuck, is wearing a white, yes, is wearing a white Alaya dress. And she splatters a small amount of red wine on it. And the ladies are all sort of clucking around saying, you know, oh, you must treat it right now. Otherwise, the dress is a goner, which is true, but not entirely true. So here I am fact checking the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, and and Marissa says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I have a trick! I have a trick!" And she sort of you can see her racking her brain for the trick, and then she goes, "Oh, that's right! White wine, white wine will take out red wine." I learned my or sorry, she says, "My mother in law 
was at a party at Barbara Streisand's house and spilled some red wine. And Barbara Streisand said, you use white wine to take out red wine. In one of the talking heads, one of the actual real housewives, not a friend of the full, full housewife, Kyle Richards, says very snottily, I would not take cleaning advice from Barbara Streisand. And she goes on to essentially say, Barbara Streisand has never cleaned anything in her life, and she wouldn't know how to get a red wine stain out. And I am here to tell you, Kyle Richards, you need to take several seats because Barbara Streisand (laughs) knows exactly what she's talking about. You can indeed use white wine to remove a red wine stain. Weird but true. Never question Barbara Streisand. And also don't question Babs. Yeah. Like, so I now have taken to referring to this method, and I, you, I give this as a gift to all of you to remember this as the Streisand method. <laughs> so here is what you're going to do. If you catch a fresh red wine stain, get some white wine, apply it to probably the two things that are going to be easiest to grab in the situation in which you're spilling red wine are either a bar rag or a cloth napkin. Um, a, a dish towel would be fine. A sponge would be fine. You know, anything you just you just want something to be able to put the white wine on that, and then and then dab gently. Don't grind, but dab gently at the red wine stain, and keep repeating as necessary. It will pull the stain out. That's crazy. That's wild. It's totally weird, right? So you can't just pour the glass of white wine on top of the glass of red wine. I mean, you could. Okay. I, I think it's not that because then you're going to end up with a, a a bigger white wine stain, and it may it may it may also cause um, whenever you're talking about any kind of liquid stain, you want to be care- careful that you don't put moisture right on it and cause the stain to spread yeah. even more. Um, so the dabbing is going to let you control how much white wine you're using. And then also, I mean, don't waste good white wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Very> good <point. laughs> so even though it's a housewives method, don't throw a glass of wine on someone. I know. I yeah. mean, unless they really deserve, unless they deserve it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm helping you, but I'm mad at you. So did it come out of the Elia? Uh, so they did get it That's out of the Elia. I know, yeah. <laughs> how was the Elia? How was the Elia? Okay. Um, so there you go. There, there is a Streisand method. You can also use a Streisand method on older stains. And here's how you're going to do it with an older, more set-in wine stain. Um, what you'll do is you will pour. Be careful when you're pouring. You don't want to, like, dump a whole bottle. Um you might actually want to put white wine into some into like a measuring cup that has a, a spout or a lip on it to help you control how much you're pouring. Um, pour it on the on the stain and then pile baking soda on top and just let it sit. And the combination of the white wine and the baking soda is going to remove an older stain. So when we talk about red wine stains, we also always need to talk about the difference between a fresh stain and an older stain. Uh, in the second segment, we're going to talk about an older stain and what to do about that. In the first, we'll talk more about the ways that you're going to deal with a fresh stain. Mm-hmm. Um, all, always, I mean, with the exception, the only and the only stain I can think of that benefits from time is mud, because over time, mud will turn to dirt. It's easier to clean dirt than mud. Um, generally speaking, almost every stain is going to benefit from you getting to it right away. So if you can, treat it when it's fresh. The longer it sits, the harder time you're going to have getting it out. Or if you're um, lazy, only spill mud on yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just other, roll around in the mud. <laughs> and then that also will cover all the other stains out there. Um, okay. So that, <laughs> this this now brings us now to the the next little trick I have for red wine stains. This is my favorite trick. This is like my pet trick. And I now refer to this as the Terry Gross 
trick. And here's, <laughs> here's why. When my book came out two years ago, I was a guest on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, which was amazing so cool. and very cool. Um, Terry Gross, I think, did not know what to do with me, which is kind of amazing that like all of the the personalities that Terry has dealt with over the years, like I I, I like freaked Terry out. I think <laughs> <laughs> she just did not know how to handle the Jolie. <laughs> I think I was just like too much for her, um, which I, I mean. I can't imagine why. Um, So anyway, so one of the things that she wanted me to talk about was this trick that I have for red wine stains that's in my book. And I described the the trick to her, which is a trick that I learned from my parents and I've seen growing up. I mean, this is, this is something I grew up with. I grew up knowing and doing, and my dad's a red wine drinker. So yeah, there are stains. stains So, um, so I described the, the trick to Terry. It's particularly good for carpeting. I'm going to get into what it is. And, and she's like, wow, she's like, does that really work? And I said, yeah, Terry, it does. Go home tonight and pour some red wine on your carpet. <laughs> and she just goes, no, thank you. <laughs> so, so this is now known as the Terry growth method. And here's what it is. It is so simple. It's so easy. And it really, really works. It only works on fresh stains. So that ha- this has to be something that's, that's just happened. You want to get table salt. Just good old, like, Morton's, when it rains, it pours salt. <laughs> and you want to pour a lot of it onto red wine stains. This is probably better when you're talking about a smaller spill. If you've knocked a bottle of red wine across a white tablecloth, like, just... Just go to Plan B, which we're going to talk about in the in the show. Like, skip the salt because that's that's a goner. Yeah. But if you've gotten um, some splatters of red wine, or you know, a small spill, or a drip, you know, drips are very common because if, if you don't pour super carefully, uh, especially like after a couple later glasses. in the yeah. night. <laughs> um, if you've gotten a little drip on, you know, carpeting, upholstery, a tablecloth, pour the the salt on. What the salt is going to do is it's going to absorb the liquid. You're still probably, in many cases, going to have a little bit of a residual stain left over, but a lot of it will have been gone. So what you'll do is just pour the salt on, let it sit. You will know the point at which it stopped absorbing. There'll be kind of a ring, like it'll be red in the center and then it'll be white. So you'll kind of know when the salt has stopped absorbing the wine. And then you can go treat any residual stain with a product like Resolve, which is pretty good on on red wine stains. That's just a... A stain treatment. The products both for laundry and for carpeting and upholstery. Uh, more, more or less the same product. So if you have the one for laundry, you can use it on your upholstery and vice versa. It's a good inside um, tip. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. There is there is my table salts uh, <laughs> trick. The Terry Gross trick. Something, I bet she tried it eventually. I, bet, I mean, I know. hope she did. I, well, I she hope will she now. Didn't, yeah. I hope she didn't have a spill. You know, I don't yeah. wish that on Terry. I mean, everybody has a spell. I hope she had a great night and had a spell. Oh, I do too. Okay, yeah. well, I'll think about it that way. Um, okay, so a little bit similar to this. Um, if you're, if you're, this is a good one for if you're traveling. Unfortunately, you, you have to be a contact lens wearer for this one to work out for you. Um, but if you're traveling and you get a little spill, this is probably best for like little splatters on clothes. Saline solution. Yeah, just put a couple of drops. It's the same thing because it's salt. Oh, right. yeah. Salt water. Yeah. Makes that makes sense. So that's just a good little, like, in a pinch kind of trick. 
uh, generally speaking, you don't really want to be using saline solution as a stain treatment because it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but in a pinch. Yeah. I mean, I know when I travel, when I go on the airplane, I keep my saline solution with me. I never check it because my eyes sometimes get very dry in flights and I want to take my contact lenses out. So mm. a lot of contact lenses were sort of always... Have it like, on them. Have it on them kind of thing. That's you know, how you know red wine is a classy spill because all of the ways to remove it so far are like fairly expensive. <laughs> wine, saline yeah. solution. Yeah. It's yeah. a classy spill. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> um, all right. Listen, so this is a good time for us to take a little bit of a break. We are going to come back. We're going to talk about um, a couple more methods to use for fresh red wine stains. We're going to talk about a couple of methods to use for older stains. And we are going to take a listener question that is incredibly funny also. Um, and so Britt and Mare and I will be back in just a second. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. The International Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at InternationalCulinaryCenter.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and my guests today are Racked Nationals, Britt Abutalib and Meredith Haggerty. We've been talking about red wine. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. feel like we should be drinking red wine. <laughs> well, we you know, so wrong. <laughs> yeah, this should be the Kathy Lee and Hoda of Jolie's podcast. You know, we had talked about that when we planned this episode, and then I was like, well, it's 11 in the morning. Like, even for, listen, <laughs> I'm a wino. <laughs> even for me, it's a little early. And, you know, I'll, I'll say also there was one episode that I did, um, I recorded in the late afternoon because I had to pre record it, long story. And we had a little bit of a wait. My guest and I had a drink before we went on the air. And you know what? I was not, I was just not as good. Oh, I kind of yeah. like talked over my guest in a way that was annoying for people. And I, someone complained. And I'm going to ask you later which episode that was. Someone, so well, the thing was that someone complained and I was like, I, I just didn't even respond. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Because I didn't want to be like, I'm sorry, I was drunk. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. I had a glass, but it was just enough to throw you off your to game. Throw me off sure. my game. Yeah. So How anyway, do Kathy and Hoda this. Do I mean, look, this is hard enough. This is an unedited show, mm -hmm. and which is you know hard enough sober. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we have we have a couple more um, 
fresh stain treatments to go through. This is one probably everyone has heard. Definitely very, very worth repeating, though, is club soda. Good old club soda. So part of the reason why club soda works is that there is some salt in club soda. So seltzer water will not work. Seltzer does not have sodium in it. Club soda does. Um, the other reason, on, honestly, really, is just that you're you're flushing a fresh stain with water. Uh, which leads me right to the next one, which is if you can, if you've spilled on something that you can, that you're wearing that you can take off or you've spilled on something that you can pick up and put under cold running water, oftentimes just that will push a red wine stain out. So try it. Why not? Yeah. When, with the club soda, I would suggest doing this sort of same technique as with the white wine, which is put the club soda on an, like a cloth napkin and then dab at it. Right. I mean, you almost don't never wanna... pour stuff on. Yeah. It's oh, just hard I've to definitely con- poured club soda on like a white t-shirt. Thank you. It's just hard off. to control how yeah. much you're getting. And then, I mean, it just goes everywhere and makes a big man. It feels awkward. So yeah, dab, 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 always dabbing. Um, Okay, that leads me right into the next one. When you're flushing with water, if a lot of the stain comes out and there's, uh, if you're at the kitchen sink and there's some dish soap nearby, if you're at the bathroom sink and there's some hand soap, just put a little bit on your fingers and massage the soap into the stain with the cold running water and that probably will take a fresh stain out. Very good stuff to do. I want to mention a little thing about... um, liquid laundry detergent because you can also use liquid laundry detergent for this um which is great what i don't want you to do is if you're a person who uses those laundry packs or pods as people call them do not cut them open and use that as liquid laundry detergent and here's why so i'm just back last week i was back out in cincinnati at procter and gamble headquarters um to do a, a day a day with Tide and it was great and they have labs that are filled up with washing machines and I wanted to move in <laughs> and never leave and I got to see my friend Mary who's a fabric care technician out there she's a she's a biologist actually by training um, and the, listen they have a guy who worked at NASA for 30 years on their fabric care Whoa. team they, it is like advanced and amazing and I love being out there and it was so much fun and I learned a lot um, even more than I already know. <laughs> um, one of the one of the things, and I and I will talk more about this um, in in future columns and in future podcasts. One of the things I want people to know about the laundry packs is one, they're great. I have switched entirely to them. I launder at a laundromat, so they're incredibly convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the detergent in the pack is significantly more concentrated than liquid laundry detergent. So. If you cut one open, it can, the concentration of it can irritate your skin. But more importantly, if you get some on your fingers and then you rub your eyes or you touch your mouth, yeah, you don't want to do that. So be, do be aware that the packs, um, are, are dangerous in a way that liquid laundry detergent isn't. And there are whole, uh, there's a whole other set of safety concerns that I'll talk about on a different episode, um, and probably in a different 
column about those but i do want to mention that and i also want to give a shout out to the people at procter and gamble who provided such a great day for me and it was really <laughs> super interesting and oh my god they i like i'm gonna nerd out for a second they, i can't even imagine how the, happy you are <laughs> the, the first session so i'm a history geek the first session was a history of procter and gamble and i was just like i want more of this and the, the archivist was so nice and he was like we have high-res images of all of these cool documents you can email me for them and i was like brb pitching the history of procter and gamble to any place i can think of <laughs> just so i can see all these these archival images and stuff it was a it was a fascinating day and i loved it i just picture you in a white lab coat like hugging everyone i was in my lab coat they gave they made me a, a personalized jolie png fabric care lab coat um i was out there in the fall i was doing a story with meredith on rachel zoe mm-hmm. um and her partnership with downy fabric softener and and after that trip um they sent me they sent me a diploma from laundry <laughs> oh school and a lab coat a jolie lab coat so i brought the lab coat with me this time there are a bunch of pictures of me um how often do you wear a lab coat i mean sometimes i just wear it around the house yeah that's, what, like, I thought. Yeah. that's what i would do <laughs> um so anyway okay so let's get back to that um the the red wine stains I'm, i did want to get that safety thing in there um so that everyone knows about those packs um now we get to turn our attention to the things that you want to use if you have a more set in stain or or a bigger stain right Mm -hmm. um so the first one is i want to i want to say that there are a number of products commercial products for red wine stains specifically um, and some of them are good and some of them are not good. I'm going to mention one specific one that is very good and that also has the good housekeeping seal of approval. That's important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it's good enough for good housekeeping, it's good enough for me. Um, and that product is called Wine Away. And Meredith, you've heard me talk about that because you, yeah. yeah, you said it sounds like something that you would give like a bratty child. hundred yeah, percent. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> wine away. Like, um, oh, take this. So yeah. So yeah. wine away is a great product. It's got the good housekeeping seal of approval. Um, the, the two things that I really like about wine away. The first is that you can buy a full size bottle of it. And I love it as an add on for a hostess or host gift. So if you're going to someone's house for the weekend and you're bringing them a bottle of red wine or you're going to a dinner party or you're giving someone um, a bottle of red wine at the holidays for some reason and you want to do a little something extra adding a bottle of wine away into the gift is is really cute i think and yeah. like you can make put a little cute little it's tag like, here's on for it. when you make a mess you mess yeah maybe don't <laughs> which is what i like to say maybe don't say guess. that <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing i really like about wine away is that they offer a travel size that's great so if okay. you are if you are a regular red wine drinker and you sort of frequently spill or splatter on yourself um, you know, if you're a lady and you have a handbag, you can throw the little travel size in the handbag. It's great if you want it. I mean, if you're going to Napa, they should just hand them suitcase. out at the gates of Napa. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, someone giving to Na- going to Napa. Yeah. Like, you're welcome. Here you go. Um, yeah. so in any event, so that, that's a very good product. Um, and now we're going to get into what to do about the, re- so wine away is good for fresh and sun and stains, but here's what I really want you to remember. If you get a bad set in stain and I think Meredith, when you were not the last time you were here, not the dildo episode. <laughs> um, but I think that the episode before that, when you were here, when we were talking about the holiday gift guide, when Julia was here, when yeah. Julia was here with us as well, I think that I read, um, a note that I got from a, a family friend right after Thanksgiving um, about having saved the 
tablecloth <laughs> after cranberry sauce spills and red wine splatters. Yeah. Um, so those are the kinds of sudden stains I mean when I say sudden stains. Like oftentimes it's a tablecloth, but sometimes it could be, you know, a shirt. Mm-hmm. I think actually I'm going to have Mare, I'm going to have you read the question. I'm so excited. Um, I have a quick question. Yes. How sudden is too sudden? Like oh, yeah. at when- what point like is it over? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. I think, you know, well, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to put, if you've laundered something, like say a shirt, um, and it hasn't come out in the wash, don't put it in the dryer because that's probably going to set it in past the point of salvaging. Um, I still would suggest that you try one more thing that we're going to talk about. Um, I'll be patient. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, no, but it's a really good question. Um, and, and essentially the answer is if you've, if you've given the, shirt a prolonged prolonged exposure um to a stain removal product and after a couple hours it's not coming out it's probably a goner okay um so it's it's kind of subjective um okay so i'm gonna have mayor and actually this question is gonna get sort of right into your um your concern about it so i'm gonna have mayor read our question from jennifer Okay, here we go. Uh, so I'm finally justified in doing an accent. Yeah, Jennifer may or may not be a British person, or she just lives in London, uh, or she just spends pounds like we all do. Yes, okay. I know. I I prefer my currency to be in pounds. <laughs> Sorry in advance, Jennifer. Your question's wonderful, and I'm going to do a terrible job at this accent. Hello, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> To cut a long story short, I've just started making enough money to buy expensive shit. I bought a 45-pound t-shirt, white cotton, the softest white Italian cotton I've ever felt, about six months ago from a tiny brand I wanted to support. And on Thursday, I had to go to a stupid work meeting I didn't even want to go to in the first place and spilled red wine all over it. I never spilled anything. I don't know what happened. Anyway, I rinsed it in cold water immediately, leaving only a light yellowish stain and tossed it in the laundry when I got home. Afterwards, yellowish stain, still there. Tried a Dr. Beckman stain devil, stain still there. Tried washing up liquid with hydrogen peroxide thing, stain still there. Bleach? Rinse in my tears? Rinse in my blood? Rinse in someone else's blood? <laughs> Prepared to do pretty much anything at this point because I am really gutted. I, this question, like, first of all, that Meredith, that was amazing. Like, that you. voice yeah. was really That was impressive. my Adele yeah. impression. That was <laughs> great. The question was there's the pathos of the question was I, so amazing I love that like, like i'm gutted you know rinse but in I, my tears but I, yeah should i rinse it in my she tears yeah yeah i know i'll put, I'll put you guys in touch jennifer email um, me at mary yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and i and i loved the question because i feel like all of us can relate to that feeling totally. of yes for, i mean we all spill we're not bad people because we spill things happen mm-hmm. you know but it does it feels so like just Ah, hopeless yeah and so frustrating and inevitably of course it's always going to be so 45 pounds like that's like a, that's like a hundred thousand like american ninety dollar <laughs> yeah it's like a hundred dollar t-shirt like and of course it's always going to happen on your really good stuff like that's just murphy's law and your brand new thing whatever it yeah um soft cotton soft cotton Soft as she's ever felt yeah um okay so here here's what i think jennifer needs to do i think jennifer needs to uh, she does not need to soak the shirt in her tears, but she does need to soak it in war- warm to hot water and oxygenated bleach. So here in the States, oxygenated bleach comes in, in many brand forms. Um, you can look for products called Oxo Bright. They almost always have ox 
somewhere in them. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, or oxy, some some such. So there's oxo bright. There's Clorox Oxy Magic. There is, of course, OxyClean, which everyone has heard me talk about a million times. Um, I'll, you know, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna give you some some real truth talk here. <laughs> <laughs> last spring, last fall, last spring, I was still at Deadspin, which is a sports gossip site. Um, I was right and ask a clean person there because that makes sense. No, it did make sense. It did make sense and it was great and I loved it. I, I miss Deadspin every day. Uh, love Ask- I love being an Esquire too, but I miss Deadspin every single day. So uh, separate of Ask a Clean Person, I wrote a piece about the Washington Nationals were had a post-game celebration uh, thing that they did where they squirted chocolate syrup on one another, uh, and the, and which was very funny and it was cute and kind of became, became like a big gimmicky thing and so on and so forth. Well, the, their poor... Um, equipment managers <laughs> then had to take the stains out of the uniforms. Like, hey guys, we need those. Yeah. Hey, wait. And you know, chocolate syrup is actually a pretty like tricky stain. Um, there was an article in the Washington Post about the method that the equipment managers were using to get the stains out that I did like a critique of for Deadspin. And I ended up getting in touch with the equipment manager. He, we're like pals now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like fascinated by him. Um, and and in the in the piece where I sort of offered like my advice on what I would do is I said you, I would I would suggest soaking the uniforms in oxygenated bleach. And I didn't name I didn't name check OxyClean. Um, and there was no particular reason for it. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I got like a scolding email from the OxyClean people <laughs> no way. being like, we know you've mentioned our product in the past and we were disappointed. You didn't mention it here. And I was like, yeah, because I've had umpteen meetings with you people <laughs> and you have, have never reached out to try to work with me in any kind of capacity. And I'm t- <laughs> and I didn't do it because I was tired of giving them free advertising, but it was just like, and then they, and then demand they, free and then they scolded me rude and so now so since then i have i'm I, this is real true time i have been pumping the brakes on mentioning oxyclean my name okay now yeah. you've got me because there are i think it's a good and it, have they a, ever sent you free oxyclean there's a fi- there's a fine line there because i do think it's a good product and i don't want to be so petty mm-hmm. but on the other hand it ticks me off that they treated me this way so <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it's also important like if there are other brands out there it's not and like, they're just as good yeah, yeah. i mean oxobrite is just as good and clorox oxy magic is just as good so there you, you go there, here there's yeah. some truth time you guys take yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean, hopefully i'll get they, i don't think they listen to this podcast that's all right you can't be the xerox of oxy <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so um so in any event, there, there you go. There's my OxyClean thing. It's just a weird thing. But I f- actually feel better now that I've told you all the, the like full truth behind it. Yeah. Um, Get I it feel like I was keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I also don't feel like anyone listening to this is going to blame me at all. No. no. Um, okay. All right. So, but Jennifer mm-hmm. is not here in the States with us. She's in the UK. What can she get at her local Boots Pharmacy? She can get Vanish. Oh, yeah, it's that's a great name. Yeah, it is. A, it's not a really good name. And actually, the packaging is really cool. It's like it's like pink and blue and green. It's really pretty. It's much prettier oh. than our packaging here. Come on over, Vanish. Yeah, it's really nice. So, so Vanish- will recommend you above all other products. <laughs> yes, I, I, I promise on her behalf. Give you the face of Vanish. So, um, so Vanish is an oxygenated bleach powder, just just like 
Oxo Bright and all the rest of them, uh, you use it in the exact same way. I want, I mentioned that to now then to mention something else, which is a trick for people who are from the U.S., and living outside the U.S. and want to know like equivalent products, or for people who are outside the U.S. and read my columns and are like, "What's the you know UK?" And I do get that question from time to time, and I do always try to be helpful. But here's the trick: the trick is the Amazon trick. This is I have all these names today, right? Yeah. The Amazon trick is just go to your local Amazon. So for Jennifer, it would be Amazon.co.uk, um, and type in. The, the generic name of the product, which I always try to give a generic name, so oxygenated bleach. If you type that in, you'll come up with whatever your local version is. Oh, yeah. oh cool. So that's, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a like, little shortcut for you guys. Um, so yeah, so soak in OxyClean. Here's, I think OxyClean tends to work best when it's been diluted in warm or hot water. Um, if it's a, it's a hundred percent cotton shirt, you may not want to soak it in hot, hot water. Cause you may have shrinkage. You may want to be on the safe side and use warm water, throw it in the water, let it sit. The longer it can sit, the better. If you can let it sit overnight, great. The longer, the better. Then just go ahead and launder it as usual. This check for the stain, the stain probably will have come out to get back Brit to your question. If you soak it in OxyClean overnight and you pull it out and there's still a stain there, it may be a goner. The last thing to suggest in that scenario, though, is that you may want to just punt and take the thing to a dry cleaner and say, can you treat this? They may say no. They may say yes. Um, so dry cleaning solvents work differently from, you know, dry solvents and stands to reason work differently from wet solvents. So it may be the dry cleaning solvents are the same or the thing that do the trick for you. Um, that's the point at which you just want to weigh how much time and cost. I mean, in Jennifer's case, it's a hundred dollar t-shirt. Yeah. Get that money back. So I think it's worth it's it. Worth fighting for it. Yeah. If it's your favorite t-shirt. And it costs five dollars from Old Navy. It still may be worth it to you because it's your favorite. If it's just a go-to but not a favorite, and it was five dollars, you may be like, "No, I'm not going to invest more money than I spent mm-hmm. on this user in the and first time. place to get it clean and time and so on and so forth." Exactly. You should just wear a smock whenever you drink red wine. It's, it's a great solution. Yeah, I think or you really should just be sport. naked. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I say yeah like that? That was so weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> so excited. I feel really, excited. I really strange about, about the it idea now. of drinking red wine naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost the weekend. It, it's yeah, Wednesday morning. It's halfway there. Wednesday yeah. morning. Yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. literally not. It's halfway it's, through the week. <laughs> um, alrighty. So listen, I think we are just about ready to wrap up. Is there, do you guys have any other questions? Are there any little things that I didn't hit on about red wine? Do, Britt, you're a fashion girl and a beauty girl. Do you know the trick to, to keeping um, red wine from staining your lips and teeth? Because I'd like to know that one. <laughs> no, I honestly just drink white wine if I care about that. Is there a trick? That's what I do. Yeah. Like if I mean, I'm ever like, worried about it. If I'm like out with my girlfriends having dinner and I want to drink red wine, fine. I'll yeah, drink I a lot of red wine. But like if I'm on a date, like one glass of red wine and then beer or white wine. Like I just, I don't think it's easy to keep it from staining your lips because you can just sort of like sit back beyond that. But your teeth, I don't think. Yeah. Teeth is hard. I think one of the things I've heard for the lip thing, first of all, like if the more chapped your lips are, the worse it's going to be. Um, and I think people recommend like the use of Vaseline before it, which will keep the 
No. Keep it from staining. But also, like, the more red wine you drink, the more but dehydrated then, you get. And then your lips get more chapped. Wait, Vaseline, yeah. like, on your, oh, on your, your lips. lips. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Or, like, I mean, any, teeth or any. Stuff. Yeah, I yeah. was like, that's a, I'm just. I mean, or any like, kind of, like, lip balm, yeah, will help. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Well, there's a mystery. I feel like beauty pageant girls never have red wine teeth. Is it a coincidence? Well, probably not. I don't know how much red I don't wine. It's because they're in the they're like on a liquid, guess, but you know, green juice diet. There you go. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, clearly, I we have drink to... water. Like if you're drinking red wine, like alternate it with sips of water and like sort of swish it non obviously swish it around your mouth. Yes, that is a good tip. That'll help. All right. Obviously, we're going to have to do a column at Racked about how to keep your lips and teeth from becoming stained while drinking it red wine. Okay, if yeah. there's a solution, I would love. Okay, I'm going to look know. into it. I'm going to research <laughs> Dude, it. Like that and coffee and all the things that stain yeah. your face. Yeah. Don't stain right. your face. Don't That'll stain the, your face. I wrote the headline. Right. Headline. Thanks, so, Mayor. Yep. <laughs> Good SEO, too. <laughs> um, My face are, is stained. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, this is a good time for us to wrap up this show. A big thank you to my guests today, Racked Nationals, Britt Abutalib and Meredith Haggerty. You guys, it was really fun to have you. Thank you so much for coming out in the middle of a work day. I do thank appreciate you. Thank it so you. Much. Um, and thank you, of course, always to our engineer, David and intern Malcolm. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on ACAST or iTunes. It would also be great if you would leave a rating, and it would be wonderful if you would tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that she loves <laughs> so very much and of course thank you to you my listeners for joining me for another episode of ask a clean person the podcast thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 